Yo, it's the Raji Rabbit and Friends Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of Raji Rabbit and Friends. It's Raji Rabbit here. Thanks for joining me again. Of course, if you missed out any of the past episodes, they're all available online to download. Remember to subscribe at iTunes. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and have it right there on your phone anytime, any place. Check the feed for past issues, past uh, past shows. All you have to do is check the feed and you can see them all. We are going to keep this podcast rolling right now. Things in my life. Welcome back. My wife in the Navy. She is uh, gone for a little bit. Uh, deployment. Sad for us. This is our first uh, deployment together where she where she will be gone for an extended period of time. And I will be holding it down at home. It's a very, very cool thing uh, the military is. It can be a little bit difficult, though, to separate from your loved ones. So shout out to all the military people and the military families out there. This is something that... Uh, you know, when my brother was in the Navy years and years ago, I was a young kid, and I didn't quite grasp the fact of him leaving for so long. I mean, I know I can vaguely remember an airport trip uh, where we went with him to the airport, and uh, he had to get on the plane and take off. And I remember being sad about that because uh, I didn't want him to go away again. But uh, this time it's all new. I'm an adult. Uh, I, um, you know, I have a wife, and she's gone, and it's not really a... Uh, an airport trip anymore she's actually right here in San Diego uh, their boat is and they get on the boat and they go um, she'll be in Japan hopefully I can take a trip out to Japan and that'd be awesome to do some gigs there I don't know uh, what I can line up between now and that time I do want to take a vacation sometime next year and go visit her out there lots of places they'll visit one of the cool things about the Navy is I guess that it can take you around the world and you see a lot of cool things and I know that's more fun to people when they're single than it is whenever they are married but my wife's been on a few deployments before I came around so she's uh, not going to be really uh, ready to go out to the the, the nightlife and all that stuff it's kind of lost its jazz to her anyway Uh, when you do that so many times it gets old you know you go to the same port sometimes and uh, when someone's seeing uh, uh, Bali their first time she tells me that you know it's amazing and um, but then, you know, you see it again and you, you can kind of, um, kind of, it kind of loses its glory. Everything, you kind of get used to it, you know. So hopefully she gets to see someplace new while she's out. Uh, that way it's, it still stays exciting and she's not completely bored on her uh, overseas deployment. Been watching a lot of, uh, a lot of Hulu lately, little TV shows and stuff. I've been listening to other, people, other people's podcasts. Um, wrestling podcasts is what I mostly listen to in case you're wondering pro wrestling podcasts are kind of fun you listen to them and there's a lot of interviews with old wrestlers and new wrestlers and uh, Chris Jericho's podcast is a pretty good podcast if you're down with wrestling check out Jericho's podcast his podcast though only thing I hate is about 40 minutes they have to skip through 40 minutes I did before I could hear the Hulk Hogan interview part one and he had somebody on before the Hogan interview, and it was both times because it was a two-part interview, and it it makes me mad. 
I don't want to have to, if I, it's like a magazine back in the day. You get a magazine, I guess even still now, but you see a magazine on the, in the store, you know, like, damn, I want to read this interview, this person on the cover, it sounds, this is why I want this magazine. And as soon as you open the page, you start looking, where is it at, where is it at, where is it at, where is it at? You're flipping through the magazine and you don't, you can't find it. You can't find it. The person on the cover is nowhere to be found in the damn magazine. Well, there's maybe one or two pages, but they're somewhere in the middle, and it's between a bunch of ads. And I never want my podcast to get like that. No knock, not too hard of a knock on other people's podcasts, but Jesus Christ, man, when I have to skip forward 40 minutes into the podcast to hear why I basically came there, it gets kind of annoying. But thank God there's a 15-second skip button on my iPhone. I just kind of just keep hitting that and hitting that and hitting that um, until I start to hear a different voice come in. And I'm like, all right, this must be the meat and potatoes of the podcast, which is why I even tune into the damn thing is usually for the interviews. So Chris Jericho, please stop doing 40 minutes of, of stuff before the main guest comes on. Speaking of guests, today I don't have a guest on the podcast. Today it's just me, you, and Peter Barker, my awesome men pin, who's walking around with a cone of shame or a lampshade-looking thing. They call them e-collars, not for electronic collar, but Elizabeth collar. Those things wrap around their head, and it looks like a big lampshade, and it keeps them from biting themselves. Last Tuesday, I took Pete in to get him neutered. So, yeah, he lost his balls, and uh, he's been a good boy about it. That same night, he was jumping around and acting normal again, so he's a champion. He's even learned to use the cone as an extension of his body. He will flip stuff straight up in the air to play around and catch it. It's pretty funny. I can't believe that he can uh, he can adapt so fast to having a cone on his head. I, I It would annoy me very much so if I had to walk around with that, but... Uh, it's pretty funny seeing him doing it. I think he's on his last day. Tonight I might take it off. They say wait seven days for a male dog, and he looks pretty healed up down there. So might take off the old Elizabeth collar. Maybe I'll post some pictures on the accompanying blog. If you're hearing this podcast, check out the blog on my website, the podcast blog, because you can see related photos and information to what I talk about on the show. You can see that on the website at rajirabbit.com slash podcast. Now... R&B Lounge returning. R&B Lounge is super cool. A lot of performers uh, will be there uh, each and every week to perform. Special guests as well as awesome DJs. This is an event put on by DJ Jam. Yes, future guest on the show. DJ Jam is awesome. One of uh, my uh, DJ heroes. I remember being in Indiana and looking at the... uh, I've watched the Up and Smoke Tour DVD a million times with Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and everything. And I remember seeing the DJ up on stage just thinking, man, that, that's what I want to do one day. I want to play big shows. I want to do what that guy's doing. I, who is that? Um, you know, scratching along that. That's awesome. That DJ is dope. And uh, it's really cool years and years later to be able to meet him and to work alongside with him on other projects as well as this one. The R&B Lounge this time as it returns. I will be there in person doing interviews. That's right. I will be interviewing the artists hopefully each and every week. You can catch the um, uh, R&B Lounge photos and everything um, by looking that up on uh, Facebook. Or you can just Google the R&B Lounge photos and 
uh, Google the R&B Lounge on YouTube in San Diego, and you will definitely be able to see the interviews that I do with people um, there. And I'll probably also put those R&B Lounge interviews on my podcast, so be on the lookout for those too. Um, but if you want to see it in action in video, check out the YouTube channel that the R&B Lounge will have set up. Again, big shout out and thanks to DJ Jam, who's having me on their uh, on their shows and doing these verbal interviews with people. It's going to be an amazing, amazing, awesome time, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. TV shows that are out. I'm going to start talking about TV now because I want you to know what's going on in my life, and I think that uh, The Flash is pretty cool. Not really a DC guy. I'm more of a Marvel guy, but The Flash is pretty amazing uh, TV show. They got it. They're kind of nailing that one. They even had a crossover with the Green Arrow, and even that was pretty good. I was I haven't even watched Green Arrow too much, but I'm gonna probably start now that I saw that crossover. Uh, a couple episodes where they tied them in together, and um, I just think that they're they hit a home run there. Gotham, DC's other show, it's pretty good. Kind of what's one I doze off when I watch a little bit, and um, that uh, I don't know, I, it's all right, but it's Batman without Batman, and interesting concept. But I mean, come on, we all really want to see Batman, you know? I don't really. Bruce as a kid, it's cool. I dig it. I understand the premise. It's something different, but you know, we are we're all there really to see the Batman. I think. What do you think about Gotham? Let me know. You can respond on the blog part of the website. Please feel free to leave comments or you can tweet me, hashtag RRAF. That's for Raji Rabbit and friends. And let me know what you think about TV shows, what's out there, what's cool. What kind of podcasts do you listen to? I already told you my stuff. I listen to, to, uh, to wrestling podcasts like Chris Jericho's podcast and that I hate uh, the ads. Right now, I don't really have any ads on my podcast. Not yet working into into getting some sponsors but I don't want to uh, make this an ad filled broadcast where you have to skip 45 minutes into my podcast to hear me talk about different things if you want a new episode you're going to get the new episode you're going to get it pretty quick and I'm just going to promise you that straight out as we continue other upcoming guests I have my buddy uh, Christopher Durmeyer doing some big things has a great studio uh, north of San Diego he will be talking about recording and his multi multi uh, continent travels. He is from Germany originally. Um, family here, family all across the world. Uh, him and his wife, super cool people. Gonna have him on the show. Uh, I think I'm recording that Wednesday. I'll probably put it out the same week too. Uh, last week was so hectic. I didn't get to upload uh, the podcast. So you're gonna get two this week just to catch me up and uh, put you guys back on everything. Also gonna do a little gear review I recently bought the Novation base station 2 it's pretty cool I have to say that uh, the only downside of this thing is that it's uh, arpeggiator which is where it will hit notes um, in a certain succession for you so you can just hit the C and it might go up and down an octave and stuff and at different uh, speeds and rates arpeggiating is really cool uh, the arpeggiator is only triggered on the keyboard locally so if you have an external keyboard that was maybe like longer than the 25 keys they give you on this it the external keyboard will not trigger the arpeggiating you have to do that on the base station itself um, and that's also a bummer because sometimes I like to write parts um, on my other MIDI controller or inside a computer program and then kick that MIDI note which is uh, basically uh, 
the song's score, if you don't know what MIDI is, it's, it's telling uh, another ob- another device that it needs to hit the, the note C. Say, we'll do C, for example. So if you had to hit C, E, G, there's three separate notes. You could, you could write that part out on the computer program, like in Ableton Live, uh, and you can send that signal out after you've already played it. And you can send that signal to an external device like the Base Station 2, and then you can just start playing with the knobs on the base station too, because the music is already written out for it. You're just trying to hone in a sound at that point, and that's what uh, uh, an arpeggio. Uh, that's what you do with the external um, MIDI devices. But um, again, you can't trigger the arpeggiating. So if you just hit the, if you just send that MIDI note out, it would just trigger the three notes in succession. It wouldn't uh, do the it wouldn't stutter the note like it would if you actually played it on the bass station. So that's the difference between, um, or that's the only downside for a bass station 2. Before I chose the bass station 2, I was kicking around the idea, and still am, thank God for 30-day return policies. I might check out the uh, Moog Minotaur. I'm thinking about that one. That one has no keys on it. It's just kind of a brain and it sits there. It's a synthesizer. So it's going to generate sounds. When I say it's a synthesizer, it synthesizes sounds. It makes the sound from brand new. There was nothing before you started uh, to edit the sound. And it has oscillators, which generate the actual tone, the actual sound. Uh, It tells you if the sound is high pitch sound or deeper uh, sound and then what kind of sound wave it is. Sine wave is a normal kind of sound wave. That's a, uh, it's a, like an, uh, you'll see if you just Google um, the um, uh, waveforms or synthesizer waveforms, you'll see that there's a sine wave, a triangle, a square, or pulse wave, and, uh, and usually a sawtooth wave. Those are uh, the common waves. With computer program synthesizers coming out now, the waveforms, you can just draw, man, you could be squiggly line going into an up and down, um, sawtooth or triangle wave and and it's 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 pretty interesting but that's how you get so many really wild sounds out there now in electro electro house and dubstep and uh there's really cool programs out there like serum i love serum uh it is a brand new pro uh plug-in it's a synthesizer plug-in it's like owning one in real life but it's inside your computer so all the knobs have to be tweaked with a mouse or you can map an external controller to control those settings too. Mapping an external controller to a plug-in synth is a little bit tedious sometimes. There are new controllers out there like the control series keyboards from Native Instruments, the people who make Complete and Machine. They just launched a control MIDI keyboard that kind of automatically maps things. It also has an automatic chord and scale mode. So if you don't know too much about songwriting and theory yet, you can basically hit any note on the keyboard and it will be a correct note for that particular scale that you are playing. If you do chord mode with the scale mode, then when you hit one note, it would play a chord that you choose, a simple triad chord or even stuff more complex like sevenths and stuff. You just program in what kind of chord you're hitting and uh, then you hit one note and that would play that uh, chord that you'd set up uh, with the root note of whatever you're hitting um, and, and play it in that scale. So it's really cool. Uh, what they have coming out and Akai just launched a new 
MIDI controller too. I haven't got hands on with that yet because it's not out yet. But once that becomes out, I'm sure I'll take a look at it and check it out. But so there's a lot of automatic auto mapping keyboard controllers out there on the market. If you're interested in in that stuff, you can check out uh, the internet and see reviews elsewhere of those. But right now, uh, that was my review of the Base Station Two. It was it's a great external synthesizer. It's a, it, it's a real synth. It's analog to the core. Um, that means that there's it's not a computer generating the tone. It's actual electrical currents, electrical signals getting generated. So it's not um, it is not synthetic. It's analog, and that's when it, when something's analog and and real, it it has a kind of a fatter, warmer tone. So some of the new stuff that I'll be putting out will have some analog sounds in it. I don't know if it'll be from the base station too, or if I'm going to take it back and get a a Moog Minotaur. I'm still kicking that idea around. Um, but when I do make a new track, which hopefully I got a collaboration with uh, Mouth of Death, who was on last week's podcast, um, I'm going to put. Uh, get something together with him and hopefully I can use some of these uh, sweet fat analog tones uh, on that record. I'll definitely describe the music making process try to document it as well uh, for you guys when I release it. I'm thinking about doing some tutorials guys I know a lot of people that I come in contact with on a daily basis want to know how to do things and they kind of want to know how to do them fast and I watch a lot of YouTube videos out there and sometimes they're commercial full or sometimes they are uh, slow to get to the point. I kind of want to put out some YouTube videos and tutorials that kind of show you how to do something but do it fast. So maybe not covering like every topic of a controller but if I could show you how to get right into it and do it fast um, then um, it would help other people start making music faster and I think that's really what people are looking for especially when they first get their controller they like, I want to do something with this. And then you got to read the manual for eight hours. I don't want you to have to do that. So let me know if you are looking forward to tutorials by me. If I get good feedback, um, then I will probably start putting up a series of tutorials about that. So remember, you can tweet me at hashtag RRAF. Let me know what you think about me doing tutorials, short ones that are right to the point. And uh, also tweet me if you have any guests that you want on the show. I know I'm trying to get a couple of big names on here. Uh, first, the big, big name that I'm going to probably bring you is DJ Jam, who's already said that he will do the podcast. We just have to have some time uh, to schedule that. So I'm really, really looking forward to talking to him about all of his world tours because it's not only the Up and Smoke tour that Jam has done. He's done so many things in so many different places and has lots of awesome stories that I want to see if he wants to share with uh, the world and uh, advice too because this is a guy that's done it all. This is a guy that's done a lot of stuff that I still want to do and I'm lucky to uh, know him and lucky that he's such a cool guy and um, lucky to work with him at the R&B Lounge so check that out this Wednesday. And I will keep you posted on when I get Jam in here to do a podcast. Uh, the upcoming guest that I have coming up, remember that, is uh, Chris Dermeyer, uh running uh, Full Clip Studios up north in Sanitas. I will uh, have him in as my special guest. We're recording on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully I will have that up online maybe Wednesday, if not probably Friday. 
So thanks again for listening to the podcast. Going to keep it relatively short today. Just wanted to give you a quick Base Station 2 review from Novation. Also, uh, let you know about my upcoming YouTube videos, tutorials. If you guys are interested, I'll make some tutorial videos. Now that I have an awesome GoPro from my awesome, amazing wife who is uh, on deployment right now. If you want to hear her voice, she was on my first EP. She goes by Deb D the number three, and then the letter B. So it's Deb with the E replaced by a three. She's on two of the tracks that I have. Uh, she does the voice of uh, the uh, person asking for requests in uh, the song on my original Lucky Feet EP. It's called Play Something Good. It's pretty awesome. Actually, I think I'm going to throw that in here on the end of the uh, podcast now. You can hear my wife. Um, doing a speaking part, and it's really funny because this song came out last year, way before the Chainsmokers uh, put out, probably actually about maybe two, two month and a half, two, before the Chainsmokers put out uh, the uh, selfie song, and this one's kind of like that with a speaking voice lady. We're not the first to put out a speaking voice type of song, but it's pretty funny how similar they they kind of were and uh, how unrelated they were they are it's just uh, kind of fun to put out something that's that she knows like right on the cusp of being um being a, a, a one of those big songs and we're just going to keep at it until one of these songs goes super huge so thanks for hanging with me thanks for listening to my music check out this song this is a classic of mine i guess classic it's out for one year a little over a year we released it last year on my old label, Bass Grime Records. It's still available on iTunes, so check it out. It's called Play Something Good. It's me and my wife, Deb, doing the speaking part. Now, if you want to hear her sing, she's on another song called Take Me Away. You can Vimeo that um, and check out this really cool video, too. I'll post the link on my uh, podcast uh, website blog for this moment, uh, for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Check out this song. It's called Play Something Good. It's Raji Rabbit, myself, featuring Deb. And we will see you later on this week for another interview with an awesome guest. And check me out at the R&B Lounge this Wednesday. See you later. Thanks for listening. Hey, DJ. Hey, DJ. Hey, DJ. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I want to dance. I want to dance. I can't dance to this music. It's my birthday. Can you please play something good? Something good. Something good.